Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. This week, we'll be talking about the Soul movie, the Bachelorette finale, and other pop culture phenomenons to look forward to in 2021. Let's discuss. Happy New Year! Oh, <laughs> I was gonna sing that song, but then I totally brain farted. What's that song? What song? For all things sign. May what? All... What? What are you saying? May all your some things be forgotten. Oh. <laughs> wait what song is that it's called ald ang sign i believe oh that was a cute i haven't heard that song in years ald lang sign and it is a scots language poem written by robert burns um what does it mean was it mean was it mean was it mean was wait is that typically sung around the holidays or it's typically it's like always what is the first song to ring in 20 the the new year usually really yes like on on the new year's eve programming like once the ball drops and everybody's like hugging it's usually like new york new york first and then it's all laying sign and it can be translated into standard English as old, long since, or less literally long, long ago, or days <gasps> gone by, or old times. So. That sounds like one of those, remember the TikTok trend where people would translate things in French, where there were like seven different words that all sounded the same in French, and then it would just be like, wee, 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 wee. That's what that sounds like. For long, <laughs> long, long ago, long time, long, long, old. Yeah. But anyway, sorry that we kind of like fixated on that for a second. <laughs> it's been a long time. We were on a little short vacation. Um, well, actually, Hiatus. Were you? I mean, Emily was still working. I got to have a nice little break. We're filming on Sunday right now and I have the darkest of the Sunday scaries. Like it is overwhelming me. <laughs> I know. I don't. The thing is that I don't even have the Sunday scaries because I had to work all of last week. My cousin tried calling me on New Year's Eve and I was like, hey, I'm working. And she was like, you're working on New Year's Eve? I was like, of course I am. I work for NBC. Okay. I don't get any time off. Don't fire me NBC. But the grind never stops. And also... also- okay go for it (laughs) I'm not gonna take a lot of time on this but I realized I got a dm from someone asking me how my job search was going and I realized I never updated you all um but I did get a job I am working for NBC as a um studio production scheduling coordinator and if you actually want to know what the hell that means feel free to dm me but I am having a great time I finally know how to do the job the first like month and a half was very stressful because there was just a lot of new things, a lot for me to learn, um, but I'm loving it now. And so, yes, I am employed. Thank you all for checking in. And I will obviously keep you updated if anything ever changes. I think that's cool. I hope you like, I mean, eventually, I mean, you're going to move back to New York when when the pandemic's over, right? Like, yes. Everybody keeps asking me that as well. Honestly, I've had the time of my life being home. It's been the nicest reset, but I am very excited to go back. I'm aiming for... I mean, I I don't even know. I'm not even going to say anything because every time I've tried to do that in the past, it never works out. But hopefully 
late spring, early summer, basically whenever the pandemic is looking better, whenever the vaccine has been distributed a little more, COVID's looking good, the weather's looking good, what's the rush? Yeah, like there's no reason to go. I mean, there's no urgency to go now when it's like wet and cold and nasty. Exactly. Like going the summer, yuck. I mean, New York is just... Although I will say that my roommate Matt just bought a Peloton and... I'm so jealous. I'm like, should I fly back just so I can use that? Or <laughs> just so kidding. I love you, Maddie. Everybody bought a Peloton, and I'm so jealous because it I know. just seems fashionable to Same. own one. I know. It was like the fashion of 2020 since you couldn't go outside. I know. Um, but oh yeah, so when you leave for New York, that'll be, you know, things might change. Like we're gonna keep doing the pod. We're gonna keep doing the pod, but we're gonna have to figure out our schedule because we're gonna have a three hour time difference and it's so weird because i think about audrey and i were both complaining about the bachelorette because we were like oh there's so many spoilers like it got spoiled for audrey because an east coast person posted about it without any warning and it's gonna be so weird when it comes to shows that we're covering because i'm gonna be watching it three hours ahead of you oh god i didn't even think of that i know i mean i guess i could always watch it late but then i'll be staying up so late which i do every day anyway so we'll figure it out but it is going to be weird for us we'll really be long distance then it'd be cool if i could like figure out a way to just get it when it's live on the east coast but we'll talk about that later we'll get it we'll figure out logistics Okay, well, it, w- that whole conversation started by us saying it's been a long time, or not a long time, but a, a fair amount of time since we've been recording, so we're just getting back into the groove, but we're super excited. We'll, we'll be better about sharing, like, when you can expect an episode, but we also won't be skipping any episodes any week soon, or any anytime soon. It's just been the holidays, and we just wanted to, like, unplug. I noticed it's really interesting, because... I was home for uh, a little bit of time, like a week or two during Thanksgiving as well. And I was hanging out with my family a lot and just fully like not connecting to anything online. Like I was barely paying attention to any pop culture stuff back then. And I wasn't really active on the um, Instagram. Same in the last week. Like I think it's weird because you think having more time would just make it like make give me more time to like do the things I'm interested in. But I just disconnected this last week and it felt really good and I'm excited. I feel like when you're like moving and going, then you just, you never stop. But when you have nothing to do and you're just a potato for a week, like nothing can stop me from being a potato. So no. And it is so nice. A a social media break is nice. And all of our followers understand we haven't gotten any hate for it. And when we do post, they're like, welcome back, baby. And we say, thank you. And we salute you for noticing our absence. We do. But we do have a little goal. We have a couple goals set. We won't share them just so that we don't jinx it. Just in we case we don't meet them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll share really We'll cool. share if we meet them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But we did set some goals for 2021. So you're going to be hearing from us a lot. And if, you know, there's anything you listeners feel like doing to contribute to those goals, maybe leaving a review, maybe oh. giving us a share, maybe like sharing with your friends and family, that would be iconic. That'd be great. And speaking of goals, our question of the day is very topical because we wanted to ask each other, what is your New Year's resolution? Do you know yours already? I have a bunch of really vague ones. So if you have a good one, then you go first. So I started a bullet journal for 2021, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically like a plain journal. There's nothing in it and you can kind of just make it whatever you want. A lot of people make it really beautiful and it's like perfect and I'm not aiming for that. I'm just aiming to have something where I can write shit down and 
because I'm always better at getting something done when I write it down and I can write how I'm feeling or I can write like anything that I'm tracking for a week or like goals or whatever. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm saying it out loud because I want to actually commit to doing it. I've tried to do this in the past and I gave up. So I hope that I don't do that, but we'll see what happens. And then my other New Year's resolution is kind of like a more, what's the word? More, oh God, can you hear that? Oh, the Seahawk game. No, the Chargers game. (laughs) (laughs) The Chargers game is on because Justin Herbert plays for the Chargers now. Oh. Oregon quarterback. So you might hear some some cheers in the background. But my other thing is kind of more vague and it's just that I want to like stop acting like my life is on pause and the reason that it feels like that is just because of the pandemic and it's like oh well I'll do it like when we you know have an apartment or I'll do it when we do this or do that or when we're not in a pandemic and whatever and it's like this is you know just because things are different I feel like there's a lot about this time that I'm gonna miss and that I'm gonna like cherish and be grateful for and like looking back like I live with James and his parents and in 20 years I feel like I'm gonna be so grateful that we had this time to live with them. And that I got this time to, like, connect with them and connect with the whole family and the, like, thing, being able to save and having all this time to do, like, whatever, the wrong side, whatever. So, I'm trying to be, like, more positive in 2021 because I just... (laughs) I love the sigh after that. I'm trying to be more (laughs) positive. Oh, you're, like, already exhausted. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's exhausting. I've been so... I've just been so... Like, I haven't even been depressed. I've just been, like... I don't like this sounds sad but I've just felt empty like I feel like I'm just waiting for the next day and like as much as it sucks that this is happening like in our youth like in the time where we're supposed to be living it up and our prime yeah like we have no responsibilities but we're still like independent and it's like amazing and I it sucks but there's a lot of good stuff about this too. And who am I kidding? I was never that social anyways. Like I keep acting <laughs> like when the pandemic is over, I'm going to like go to the bar and like go crazy and go to Vegas and like travel the world. I'm like, bitch, I'd be doing the same shit just in a different room. So, I But mean, we'll feel better about ourselves. 100%. So yeah. anyway, sorry, that was long-winded. I'm literally no. tired. Um, but that's kind of my, my shit. No, those are great. Mine, okay, so basically I didn't come up with actual New Year's resolutions, but my two of my friends from New York, CJ and Julia, we started as kind of a joke. Last year, my friend CJ came up with three words. He was like, I have three words that are going to describe 2020, and those are my goals. And so we always kind of teased him about that, and then obviously 2020 just went to complete shit. And so it became kind of a joke, but then we started talking about how we should all come up with three words for 2021. And so we did. And mine are flexibility, appreciation, and progress. And so with flexibility, I just, I really need to be better about not holding myself to this weird timeline that doesn't exist. Like I get really impatient when I feel like I should be at a point in my life where I'm not yet, you know, and I just, I freak out. Like I just start panicking. I'm like, oh, I don't know if, you know, whether it's like a job or a, or like a relationship that I have with a friend. Like if it's not where I think it should be, I just start to spiral. And I really just need to be way more flexible with that stuff and just trust the timeline, trust the freaking process. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, that. Then, and then appreciation, kind of similar to you. I think at this point, I, feel pretty good about being home, been home a long time. So I'm kind of over that hump, but you know, I, I do really feel 
a lot of appreciation for, I mean, I don't want to appreciate the pandemic, but I'm really glad and grateful that I got to be home for this long. I've never no, spent as much time with my family since college or since high school. So I do feel very appreciative for that. But whenever I do go back to New York, I just, oh my God, I mean, I'm not going to go crazy. And if COVID isn't better then obviously I won't, but as soon as, you know, we are vaccinated and life gets back to a somewhat normal sense, I will. I mean, I keep texting one of my friends. He's like, it's going to be the roaring twenties when we get back there. Like I'm just going to have, and I hope I maintain this new appreciation for all these little things. Just being able to like go get a coffee with one of your coworkers and just like an appreciation for New York. Like, I think I was so busy with work the last year. I didn't get nearly as much time as I wanted to, to actually explore the city. And I just want to, I want to appreciate time with friends more. I want to appreciate the city that I'm living in, whether it's here or New York. I just like want to appreciate the little things that I took for granted. Totally. I love that. And then my last one is just progress. And you know, that can be it's in a lot of ways. I want to make a lot of progress in my career path. I want to also progress a lot of my friendships. You know, I think, oh my God, we've been out of college for three years as of this spring. And it's crazy. Like friendships are changing. Like we're, we're three years out of college and everybody is really doing their own thing. I've had several friends get married. And so I just want to continue to progress those friendships into this next chapter. That's really cool. Love that. And love that <laughs> for you. And those are mine. And I can, I can totally see how all those words apply to you. You're so like, you're, you're very, I feel like you're very futuristic. So it's cool that yes. you, have, you have a goal about future, but you also have a goal about like being in the moment. And I yes. love that. I would love to know, by the way, what your, have we talked about Enneagrams? We do. Yeah. We know your Enneagram. Our first episode. Yes. Okay. And then I want you to do like the Myers-Briggs too. I love this shit. So. Oh, same. I'll send you some tests. We don't have to talk about it right now. But Okay. Okay. But speaking of people getting married. Did you know a lot of people that got engaged, like, in the last two weeks? Yes. Dude, yeah, crazy, right? I'm like, I am, yeah, I was, like, panicking a little bit. I'm like, okay, wait, 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 wait. But I guess it makes sense. I feel like it happens every year, but the number of people getting engaged is just increasing every year. But the holidays are just the time to do it, baby. Exactly. It was a holiday situation, and it was just really dense. And I think also, for me, this was the first year where like it was people that are like my age and it wasn't weird and good friends yeah well only one person got engaged who's I think one I'm or yeah I think one whose wedding I would actually go to yeah or be and I'm not sure but other than that it was just like sorority sister stuff like that but I was like damn no I had three really good friends I guess four technically get married this year which was insane I know yeah and you know what's crazy? Is it okay? And then I swear I will stop talking. We like this is what happens when we don't record for so long. It's like let's just catch up. I it's fine. It's fine. I have a few wedding invites for next year, and I'm so excited for them. And I hope that they get to happen. They're in like late summer, early fall, all of them. And I cannot wait, but I was freaking out because I'm like, oh my god, if I go back to New York, I'm gonna be flying back. For all these weddings so your girl is gonna need to start putting in some overtime at work okay to be affording all I know. these flights. well we've had this conversation like you have so many friends and so you're gonna be in a lot of, like you're gonna it's gonna be a struggle I'm, I'm just gonna tell you right now like the next five years is gonna be <laughs> so much money and time and it's gonna be fun I'm honestly so excited so one of my best friends from college SJ got engaged around Christmas time and holy shit I was just thinking about like 
she's not gonna I, I think she's probably not gonna have it until like literally 2022 potentially just depending on how everything turns out but I was like dude that's fucking gonna be so fun like the first wedding you can go back to when there's actually like absolute rager. having vaccines it's gonna be a fucking rager and that's gonna be like it's kind of sad because like COVID brides, like people who did or were supposed to get married during the last year, like got completely fucked. I know. But then the people who are going to have their weddings, like as soon as it's over, it's going to be so worth it. It's going to be so These fun. receptions are about to pop off like never before. I'm so excited. And yeah, it'll just be one big reunion. Oh, it's going to be so good. Uh, uh, it's going to be so good. Okay. You know what well, else was so good? <laughs> what? The movie Soul. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, as you all know, I told Emily that she needed to watch Disney Pixar Soul just so we could talk about it because I just love talking about, like, anything Disney, anything, like, that everybody's talking about in, like, entertainment, I just think is really fun to recap and get your thoughts and opinions on. And I was actually interested because I watched it when it came out. I've been looking forward to it forever. Any Pixar movie that I can watch as soon as it comes out, I will because they're always so iconic. And... It was such an interesting experience watching this one. It was like way deeper than I was like prepared for. Me and James were talking about how Pixar has such a such a formula for its movies and this was so different that it kind of threw me off and it actually lost my attention a couple times while we were watching it which is really rare. Interesting. Like, especially when you when I'm like with James cuz he makes me like sit down and like put my phone away and watch and several times I was like, "Ugh, this is just dragging." I think part of me felt a little bit like it was um, very similar to Inside Out, like visually. And so that kind of, like, even if they would have changed, like, the colors of the, like, soul area, because how it was all, like, blue and, like, glowy, yeah. it was very similar to Inside Out. And so I felt kind of bored from that. But watch it a couple times over because TikTok is, like, raving over this movie. And they're, it's like, popping off on TikTok. This movie in 2020. <laughs> and, like, I, so, yeah. Before I say, like, my overall thoughts, tell me yours. So... Uh, first of all, I just want to apologize to all Soul fans out there, all Pixar fans, all Disney fans, because when Audrey did text me about it, I hadn't even heard of it. But very similar to you, like last week, I was just so unplugged. I was enjoying time with family, my dogs, and I just, I just, yeah, I just wasn't paying attention. I wasn't on TikTok for a couple days, which was a new record, but I got a Disney Plus subscription for this, so you're welcome. I could have given you my login. I know, but I was like, you know what? It's just, I'm going to try it for a month because there might be other content I want to see. And it was like $6.99, whatever. It's honestly a really, really good platform. I think I use it more than anything else. I know, it really is cheap. I was expecting it to be $12.99, but the T is that anybody else that's interested, they don't have that free trial. There was no free week, free 30-day thing. I had to pay on the spot, baby. So... I'm sure there might be another workaround, but I just thought that was interesting. So when I watched it, I didn't really know what to expect. But then, of course, you know, the opening scene, he's teaching his middle school band class. It's horrible. There's one girl who stands up and, you know, she gets really lost in the music and he's really inspired by it and he sees something in her. And then, you know, he gets this cool gig. And I thought the movie was just going to be about him like mentoring this student you know the one that stood up and I thought it was going to be about her growing and becoming a musician and the whole class improving I don't know what I was thinking it would be but then when spoiler alert sorry if anybody hasn't seen it but he falls into this sewer hole and when that happened I just 
expected him to like wake up in the hospital and then we'll move on you know the storyline will move along i did not expect it to become this whole you know out of body like beyond universe pre beyond universe like going to heaven like trying to get back to earth it really <laughs> took a whole different and maybe if i just would have watched a trailer i wouldn't have been so surprised yeah. but I'm kind of glad that I didn't because I knew nothing of what was going to happen. So I just, I, it really took a different turn than what I was expecting. But my favorite part about the whole movie, I just live for the little tiny snippets of humor, just the five seconds or less little snippets of humor. And this movie was so good at it. Like just the little digs, the little subtle references. And you know, when they were talking about the one creature, the lost soul, and then yeah. they're trying to get him back. And then one of them just murmurs, oh, hedge fund manager. And I was like, <laughs> savage, I love that. And <laughs> When the number or 22 was talking about how she was paired with, you know, Abe Lincoln and how she told him that like Andrew Jackson or asking him, you know, does it really not bother you that they only put you on the penny? He goes, no. And then she goes, well, they put Andrew Jackson on the 20 and he goes, Andrew Jackson. And I just found that so funny. Even the whole, when they drop down into the bodies again, and then, you know, he asked himself, like, how am I in the cat then? And then it just shows the cat on the belt going to heaven and the little meow. <laughs> I just, I, I thought those little bits and pieces of the movie just made it. It was just, I don't want to say, I'm really, I mean, I'm glad that 2020 is over because I'm really sick of people saying, we really needed this. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to hear that phrase ever again. It's so dramatic. I know that's what people are saying, are saying about everything, but I just, I really did feel like it was a very feel good, kind of a movie. I thought it was very fun. But what, tell me more about your thoughts. Yeah, I feel like you captured it and I kind of captured it too. Like I just, I was thrown off. I think like I walk into Disney movies expecting something and I would have felt the same way because I did watch a trailer and the trailer was what I was like, oh, that's what this is about. Like I thought it was just going to be more about like this guy who's super passionate about jazz and piano. Yeah. Finding his dreams and it fulfills his soul. Like that's why I thought it was called Soul. Yeah. And then I learned more about it when I watched a couple like Disney shorts, walking through people who worked on the movie, like animation or arts direction or whatever. And then I learned more about what I was about and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I just I honestly kind of got bored. Like I I think I'm like in the minority there. Oh my gosh! I thought you loved it. I thought it was good. Like I just I, I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. Pixar movie but I appreciated how easy it was to watch in the sense of like I literally can't turn on up or Wally because they will make me like depressed like they just are too, like the first 10 seconds of up they actually up makes me sob every time without yeah fear. like they actually I wonder if they realize that that's why I wonder if they get less views like on Disney plus for up than like any other movie or something because I literally watched it once and I never watched it again yeah but yeah anyways I just wanted to get your take well I just I have to say too I haven't watched an animated movie in a long time and I'm just amazed at how real they make everything look even yeah. just their fingers I know that sounds weird but just the detail and how much they can make these characters come to life like even when he was in the barber shop and the everybody shop. yes I legit thought that it looks like real people to me I had to remind myself that it was animated but I just find that fascinating how they can bring that to life no, the the animation was incredible, and I and if I had a wish, if I had to wish for one something different about the movie, I would have wished for more scenes that were actually him 
in his body or their bodies swapped because I just got bored with the visual of them as little like bloops. Little bloops. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I've already seen this. I watched it on Inside Out and I like don't really want to watch it again. Okay, the little rat, when the rat was filing through all the cabinets, I was anxious. I was like, <laughs> why am I feeling this way? My chest was tight. I'm like, run. Like, I, I, I don't know why that freaked me out so much, but I also have to say that when I was younger, I mean, I didn't think about it that much when I was younger, but I think it's so hard to explain. Oh God, I hope this isn't too dark, but I think it's really hard to explain death to younger kids and like where, you know, their loved ones go when they pass away. And I just really have an appreciation for movies like this because I think it makes it just feel better and then if that if like a young child were to lose a loved one or whatever they could watch this movie and be like okay great like that's what happened to them and everybody is so happy and it's a good place and you know and and we'll all go there and whatnot and I just that's I don't know it made me feel good in that sense because it makes me I don't know every now and then I have a mini panic attack about dying and even though I'm a fully grown adult this movie made me feel a little bit better <laughs> even though I know that that's not what it'll for sure look like but it just helps uh, helps me feel a little better no I agree that's a great way of looking at it I never thought about it doesn't it just doesn't really seem like a kid's movie like a kid could watch it and be entertained but a lot of it was like over the head you know yeah focus okay well good vibes let's move on to the next topic because we do have a lot to discuss so the next thing is the bachelorette finale and i know that happened a while ago but we did just want to touch on it close out this fucking whirlwind of a season and close the chapter because we're opening a new chapter fucking tomorrow and i'm gonna kill myself but i know I know. I swear to God, we were just talking about how The Bachelor starts tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the day of release, it starts today. And honest to God, I need a break. I wish they would have. I feel like most years it can't get here soon enough. But this year, I don't know if it was the two Bachelorettes in the one season or if it's just because it's Matt James and I'm not really feeling his vibe. I either way I'm gonna need a, another two week hiatus, but I'll take it. Whatever, we'll cover it. We for the love of the pod, but. The Bachelorette finale, I was very satisfied with. Overall, I just cannot thank the producers of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette enough for making Tasha The Bachelorette. She single-handedly saved this season. If they would have replaced her with anybody else, I truly don't think I would have been as into it as I was. And I know I said this on our Instagram stories, the season overall, Tasha season specifically, just didn't go at all how I thought it was going to, but I love that because every season I feel like leading up to the finale, it's like, okay, let's hurry up and get to the proposal. We know what's going to happen. We know who it'll be, but I legitimately never would have guessed this. And even though I know it got spoiled for you, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought for some reason she wasn't going to accept any proposal and was maybe going to try to crawl back to one of them I don't know but I was very satisfied it was a great ending I'll start with the proposal I thought it was 12 out of 10 it was so beautiful he is such a grown man I just I thought it was very real I think sometimes it feels a little scripted or you can tell that they're just frantically trying to remember all the words that they memorized an hour prior and I just felt like it was very heartfelt you can see their love for each other and I thought thought it was beautiful what do you think I totally agree. I didn't even like cringe, which normally I always cringe. Yes, exactly. 
so much stuff that happens on the show like some of it's cringy because it's like truly cringy and then other times it's cringy because it's like I shouldn't be watching this and it's like making me uncomfortable that I'm like watching this intimate moment and if anything it was that because I thought that it was really really sweet like the perfect way to be spoken to I love how I really, really like, just while we're in this proposal part, how she didn't, I don't know if she had a say in this, because it seems like no one would want to do this, but, like, past bachelors and bachelorettes usually have to, like, break up with the other person before they get proposed to, but in this one, she, there was that whole thing with her dad coming, and then she was in the same outfit, I think, when she broke up with Ben, but she broke up with Ben at the La Quinta, and then they, then we knew that What's-His-Face one Zach one yeah and then we were like cool let's watch the proposal and then we watched the proposal and I was like dude that's fucking awesome because this is how it should be that's how it should be like nobody wants to watch that like that's not good television that's like inhumane and uncomfortable and it's always when it's always when they're about to propose like they're giving the speech Nick Vial talks about that all the time how he's like I'll never get that back like I literally had to propose to you basically without the actually saying like will you marry me like that's so humiliating yeah, and, like, actually, like, I really hope, I have a feeling that Taisha might have, like, had something to do with this because pretty much everyone that she was in a legitimate relationship with, she gave the respect of, like, pulling them aside after, like, like for example, Ivan, it was, like, the, there were four people left, I think, when she broke up with Ivan, maybe three. Three. And before she started giving out the roses, she said, Ivan, can I talk to you for a second and pull them aside and then broke up with him like away from everybody. And I think that's because they had an actual relationship, an actual connection, and she respected him. I really hope that the producers realize like, I like seeing that. I don't want to see people like being, I don't like it when it's unrealistic. I know there's a level of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette that's always going to be a little bit produced because that's how they get people to watch. But I also want to believe that these people are actually, like, here for the right reasons, like, having real connections, and them breaking up with them legitimately is so much more fun and interesting to watch. Well, not fun, but interesting to watch than her, like, withholding a rose from someone who she actually cares about, and then, like, what sort of taste that must leave in that person's mouth who actually may have, like, been in love with the lead. Well, and also imagine, I mean, it's always made no sense to me because I'm like, imagine, say you're the bachelorette and they make you break up with someone who you have a real connection with and it's a horrible breakup and you're sobbing and you're crying and then here comes another guy and he's going to propose to you and you're supposed to be happy. And I know that they are happy, but it's like you just had this horrible breakup. I feel like I would not be in the mood to be all like happy and smiley. And it's just, it's a weird situation. Like, I feel like if you're going to get engaged, you should just have that one person that day ready to, you know, so you're not even thinking about anybody else. Yes. And I totally, I, I guess we'll learn about that once we watch Matt's season and we see if he, if he proposes to someone, if it's the same thing, because I would love to keep it that way Yeah. <laughs> for like the rest of the seasons to come. What did you think of the breakup with Ivan? Because I've been very vocal with this. I've been, Ivan, very, very vocal that I just adore him. And even though I'm not surprised that it didn't work out, unfortunately, what did you think of the breakup? Did you think that it was a little bit of a stretch? I did think it was a little bit of a stretch. I think it's so, and what I'm, what we're referring to is how Tasha kind of hinted to there being some disconnection between her religion or like 
investment in her religion and Ivan's, it, it was unclear if it was like Ivan is one thing and Tasha is another thing, or is it like Tasha is a really devout Christian and Ivan's just not as like spiritual. But it, so that was weird and it felt like a little bit of a cop out. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of wish she just had said, been honest, like like the connection. I just have a stronger connection with other people here because it seems like that's what it really was. And it was weird because like everybody was confused about that. So it's just weird that they kept that in when mm -hmm. it seems like maybe that's a conversation that they had on their overnight or I'm not sure. But, but, but I was confused by that. I also thought it was a bit of a cop-out because I think if it legitimately would have been that problem, you know, their religion or religious beliefs just didn't align or yeah, they were that polar opposite or if it was that big of an issue, I feel like she would have sent him home right after the fantasy suite night because clearly that would have been something that they would have talked about because they didn't show it at any other point in the season, like no conversation about that. And so I feel like maybe she would have given him the boot a little sooner. I don't know. I just thought- If anything, uh, what frustrated me was that she kept Ben over Ivan. Yeah. Okay. I think our listeners and even maybe us, I don't know how you feel right now, but people are very divided over Ben and I'm sorry, everybody, but he is not worth the hype. Okay. He yeah. is not cute. I just get really immature vibes from him. I understand why she brought him back. You know, I'm sure a lot of, was running through her mind, but I'm just like, the fact that he was in the top two didn't sit well with me is still not sitting well with me. I kind of feel like, and I've said this on the Instagram before, Okay, so as we know, he was thirsty as fuck on TikTok, posting thirst traps, like, every oh, single- Since, like, the beginning, like, or since kind of, like, the middle of the season, like, nobody really knew who Ben was until- It was really weird, actually, because he popped off on TikTok first, and then we learned that he's actually kind of, like, a main character in this season, and I thought that to be, like, a little too much of a coincidence for me, and I also said, like, right when he was posting all these thirst traps of TikToks that the only thing that would make this okay- is if Taisha was filming them and he won in the end and they did it to throw us all off. Yep. But the, there was, so that was one like possibility, but the other possibility was that he clearly lost and that he's thirst trapping so that he can like get a huge following and get brand deals and just make himself relevant. He is giving it such Tyler C vibes. It's really- That's exactly really what I was getting to, which I fucking hate Tyler C. I'm sorry. Thank I you. literally fucking hate Tyler C so much because I just hate people who know they're the, just the most physically attractive people yep. and they make no effort in any other thing other than being hot. Like Tyler C posting or selling merch with his bot, like a picture of his body on it or writing a book about whatever the fuck. Like, I am sorry. I just think he's, I think that's like so disgusting. You can be the most delicious sexy <laughs> man alive and if you are like hyper aware of it and flaunting it and just acting like you are above people because you look better than everybody no like I think that's literally the biggest turnoff ever and also I would let me just put this out there I would buy Charlie D'Amelio's book before I bought Tyler C's book I just want to put that that's in saying something yeah, and that is really saying something because God knows I am not a fan of the D'Amelios. Yeah, also the design on his book, who did that? Who formatted that? It's horrible. I hate, I, 
I really actually like hate Tyler C. And I honestly hate that Matt James is The Bachelor. Like, because it's just another way, and you know that they're going to bring Tyler C. in to hype him up and be like, all right, bro, you got this, man. They're just douchebags. Yeah. I'm sorry. They are. I would be very, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to put my prediction into the universe, which is that Matt James either leaves with someone and breaks up with them shortly after or doesn't end up with anyone at all. Or maybe he turns out to be a flaming asshole like Juan Pablo. But I'm super frustrated that he literally gets to be on the show because of Tyler C. He has had no affiliation with the show other than that. And I just find that to be annoying. And I just, if you're friends with Tyler C., like, I don't know. And we got, I I feel like I got annoyed with him because he did some weird shit when Tyler was on. And he had some, like, weird stuff about Alabama Hannah. And also they did that whole, at the beginning of quarantine, they all, like, lived together and called it a quarantine. And then they all went home to their families and then, like, traveled. And it was just... I just hate it. I hate all the influencers. Well, honest. also, he did a video with Hannah G and Dylan, who I do love. I love Hannah and Dylan, but he did a weird YouTube video with Hannah, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but basically, she was asking them questions about their, you know, preferences in women or whatnot, and he said some really kind of controversial things. Like, I, I'm trying to remember what. I'll find the clip and post it on our Instagram story. I just didn't like it at all. Like, you could just tell he's a smug little... Mm, he's just a smug little asshole and he just sounded very entitled and he sounded like a pig in the interview and I didn't like it at all I mean and I'm really trying to like and I just have to acknowledge like he is the first black bachelor so that is good that's progress and and I think that definitely is like coming from bachelors producers efforts to show that they're interested in more diversity and the cast that they casted for Matt's season is really super oops sorry <laughs> oh, not an email it's it Sunday. Sunday. I'm sorry I'm sorry but the cast is really diverse as well so that's good and like I'm really glad for that and I don't want to throw out too many judgments but I do just feel like we're kind of like not we're not on a, a level playing field right now like right now I have more reasons to not like Matt than I do to like him but my opinion might change but I usually never like the lead because I'm extremely critical and, and dramatic The thing that I'm not looking forward to already is just that I really appreciated the older cast this last season. Uh, Even though there were still some youngins, I loved watching normal 30-year-olds, people in their 30s on the show. And from what I've seen, and maybe I'm wrong, but from what I've seen, it's a lot of people in their 20s and it's just like really dramatic and a lot of the people do just look like your basic influencers. And I just loved having people that were actually somewhat normal and having real adult conversations, you know, and not champagne gate. He is 29. So maybe there's a a chance. I'm just looking at his cast because I haven't, I don't know like what the age breakdown is. Like 26 to 30, I'm okay with because women are typically, you know, no offense to men, but women are just typically a little bit more mature at a younger age. So I'm seeing like 24, 24, 30. I mean, I'm not seeing any 21s or 20. I think there might be like one or two 22s because actually there's a girl who's 22 that was like a grade below me at Oregon. So that's cool. Did I tell you about that? Yes, that should be illegal to go on the Bachelorette or Bachelor when you're 21 or 22. I know, but that's what it used to be like. Like everybody on the cast used to be like, like 25 was old for a Which cast. Which I hate. Yeah, but they're, oh, this girl is a bank marketing manager from Renton, Washington. Oh! <gasps> Oh my god, how many, who is, who is contacting you right now? It's a Sunday. Sorry, it's my, it's my work. I'm sorry. I asked them about a pot. 
<laughs> well, listen, maybe I'll watch, maybe I'll watch tomorrow and the girls will just blow me away. But based off the previews, I'm not super excited. Sounds good. Well, we'll see. I'm like, ugh, I'm dreading it. I really don't want to watch it. I know. We well, speaking of watching things, I made Audrey watch something right before we started this podcast, and she had not seen the Treat People with Kindness music video. And I guess, are you not a big Harry Styles fan? I've never been. I was never really a big One Directioner. I really like Harry Styles. I think his music is good. I've, like, lately not been into, like, anyone. Like, I, I feel like I just haven't been listening to a lot of music, so there's not a lot of... I, I really only listen to shit that I used to listen to, like, my top songs from the last five years or whatever i'm so bad about that i I hate spotify for giving me that here are your top song playlists because i just rotate through those i'm like 2018 2017 2019 great thank you yeah exactly so i mean listen there's plenty of (laughs) harry fans to go around so it's not like we need you you know it's not like we're actively recruiting you no and i think he's really like talented and i think he's really like meant to have a solo career like i'm glad that he was found through one direction but like he's totally thriving right now and i'm here for it and i really think he's cool he did give what's what's the guy in hairspray the guy who zac efron no 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 so well actually he did give zac efron vibes in this you did this video but he also gave james marsden as the host of that show in hairspray vibe all i could see that's a good Um, call yeah and it wasn't like a great song but like i also never like i didn't think watermelon sugar was a great song and now it's like pretty catchy so maybe it just takes a second but i don't know it didn't hit very good for me was that your first time hearing the song that was yeah okay see i think you should listen to it a few more times because when i initially listened to his album when that song came on i was like what the hell is this i did not like it at all and it's growing on me now okay so give it a shot but i just have to call out audrey because i feel like usually in this podcast audrey is calling me out for not knowing something or not watching something and audrey did not know who phoebe waller bridge was I still don't, even after you've told me. And I just have so many issues with that. Okay, so she had never heard of Fleabag, and, right? You hadn't heard of that? No, is it a show? <laughs> yes! It's a show, <laughs> it's a show on Amazon Prime. So if you have Prime Video, go watch it. It's an incredible show. And she, like, wrote, produced, and starred in it. So she was a full woman band for that one. And then have you at least seen Killing Eve? No, but I know of it. Yeah. Okay. So she was also the head writer and executive producer for the first series of that. Okay. And she was in a bunch of other really good shows. There was one called Crashing that Haley introduced me to. And she's just a really hilarious and super, super, super talented person. So I'm a big fan of hers. And then Audrey and I were watching the video right before we started recording. And she goes, who's, who's the girl in it? And I was like, are you kidding me? And she also hosted SNL. Last year, right after, I think, Fleabag. Well, I don't watch SNL, like, a lot. I watch it when there's somebody that I want to watch. So I probably saw TV, and I was like, "Eh, I don't know who that is, so I'm not going to watch it. Well, either way, I was really (laughs) excited to see her in this music video because it was just good vibes. And I was annoyed, though, because, of course, on Twitter, everybody was saying, we deserve this. We need this. And I'm like, no, okay, we're, it's 2021. We're not saying that anymore. We're not saying... I just don't want people to be like 2021 is like already better than 2020 and like the whole shit of 2020 being horrible. I just like don't even want to talk about it anymore. Exactly. We're not, (laughs) we're not bringing it up in any capacity, but it's not the year's fault. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everybody cool it. I'm going to start reporting everything on Twitter. But I, I just love the music video because it's one of those rare songs and videos where it doesn't involve any sort of love story or any like half naked people that just get people to watch the video. I just really like that it was just a fun, dancey little Broadway style music video. Yeah, I thought Don't it was along. fun. Those only come along every once in a while. No, it was fun to watch. You you had described it as iconic um, when you told me to watch it, and I don't know that I would have gone as far as to, <laughs> to describe it that way. So maybe perhaps you like kind of set the bar a little too high for okay. my expectations. In my defense, I did say iconic because of Harry Styles and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, because I just think that those two people are just... Uh, do I know either of them? No. But they are just the least problematic people and they're just so nice and they make people feel good and so for a music video for a song called treat people with kindness i couldn't have asked for two better people yeah you just have to know your audience when you're talking <laughs> i didn't uh, for some reason i thought that you were a big harry fan because i <laughs> didn't you send me a one direction tiktok not that long ago or we started talking about that the one you direction sent, you sent me a one direction tiktok oh shoot all right I've gotten really into the whole theory. <laughs> I've gotten like down the rabbit hole of the theory that Harry and Louis were in love with each other when they were in One Direction together in the early years. And honestly, I believe it. I fully believe it. I've watched so many TikToks on theories and clips and I'm, I'm fully behind it all the way. So if you want to talk about that, please DM us because I have some thoughts and I will send you the TikToks that I've discovered. Yeah. I don't know that I'm on that train, but... <laughs> <laughs> We kind of like don't have a lot much else to cover. One thing is that Olivia Jade is cutting back on YouTube, which I just kind of need to say that I, I called it, first of all. You 100% called that. She couldn't wait like one more month or she couldn't wait like a couple more weeks because it really just feels like so fucking calculated. It makes me want to puke. Nope. She said um, new year, new video, baby. Like and subscribe. And everybody is really excited for her. And like we all knew she was going to be fine. I, I, I'm sure she's like an okay person, but I'm just super annoyed with the whole coming on Red Table Talk to fulfill her redemption arc and coming back to YouTube not three weeks later, which right is exactly after. what she did. And I just think that's so icky. Like, it was so, oh, like, consumers are so stupid. <laughs> like, people are just so stupid that even even though it's like very apparent that that was her plan, everybody, there's so many, she had one point something million followers. Like, they all missed her content for the most part because she was a popular YouTuber because she gave people insight into like a semi-rich person, but not like Kim Kardashian level like life. Mm -hmm. um, and she was one of those YouTubers because I I've watched a couple of her, her videos back in the day and she was one of those YouTubers where you liked watching it just because you could kind of play pretend for a second that that was your life I think is really what it was like mm, she would wake up in the morning and like do her green juice and I then, was just gonna say green juice <laughs> and then go to spin like go to soul cycle and then <laughs> come home and film her what I got for Christmas haul and a, she got a Cartier ring and a matching Cartier bracelet so <laughs> I get why she was popular, and as um, Gammy predicted, this girl is going to be just fine. Whether or not she had went on Red Table Talk, she probably just could have come back on YouTube, did a quick little, like, hey, here's my thoughts, and then said, I'm going to make more content because I miss it, 
but she chose to do what she did and I I feel like the suggestion I made would have been a little bit more honorable but yeah that's just my thoughts she woke up and chose violence that's what she (laughs) she woke up and chose white supremacy I will Uh, not be watching no me neither actually I probably will but but two shows that we will be watching in the near future (laughs) we're not we're oh my god am I like killing these transitions or what yeah you're popping off (laughs) so we wanted to tell you guys that there are two shows that we have our eyes on one Bridgerton on Netflix and the second is The Wilds on Amazon Prime right yes Bridgerton is definitely the one that is like more popular right now and then The Wilds is on Amazon Prime and so Bridgerton is like set in London and it's basically about like a royal it's it has like a very royal vibe and it's about these like young girls who are trying to like get matched with a suitor in order to like be I don't know I don't know how to talk about this but but it's before it's before tinder was a thing so it's this whole ordeal (laughs) and yeah but it has like gossip girl energy because there's like a narrator who sends like messages via the postage to kind of like talk about the latest tea in the city and it's like about these families I don't know I'm gonna watch it although like what I am gonna say is I'm just really struggling with this thing that I've talked about on the pod before which is like you know are these shows really good or is Netflix just telling us that they're really good you know what I mean and then everybody watches them and then we all agree that we like them just because we all had a shared experience of watching these shows but was it really good I will say though that Bridgerton is created by Shonda Rhimes who's the creator of Grey's Anatomy who you know, it's it's clear she's not putting all of her effort into Grey's Anatomy anymore because that show went to shit. So she's moving to Bridgerton and, you know, a lot of people are watching and everybody's super excited about it. I'm hearing great reviews, but I'm not going to give my opinion until I watch. I did watch one episode last night. It got my attention and I'll watch another one. And James is interested. So I'm excited because when we both have a show that we both kind of like, it's like fun to watch it together. There's not really often that we like agree on a show. Yeah, so I'll be watching it with him if we both, if you and I, Emily, both finish it, then we'll cover our thoughts. Yes, and we wanted to give you guys a warning because usually we come on here and we've just (laughs) seen a show or a movie and then we're just talking for hours about these, about this content and then we realize like, oh wait, maybe people haven't seen this yet and we're just giving all the spoilers away. So we wanted to give you a warning, you can call it homework if you'd like, that there's a large, there's a good chance that we will be covering at least one if not both of these shows a week from now so start watching that way you can listen and recap with us yes and then the wilds is a show about like nine teenage girls who are on a private jet to go to hawaii where they are they're being sent there for like a girls a teen like womanly womanhood finding retreat or something i don't know what are the outro vibes 100 percent goop vibes (laughs) and they their plane crashes and then like a bunch of shit unfolds and I watched like the first 10 uh, minutes of the first episode last night but I was like falling asleep so I didn't want to watch it while I was falling asleep but it has potential and I think that I'm predicting that like it'll be the next thing you know anything on Netflix gets a little bit more visibility than like Prime but I think Wilds might be like the undoing situation where people start to talk about it more and more and then it pops off like 
I was just going to say, it just takes one show and then everybody is migrating over to Amazon Prime. And that does happen. The Undoing, The Wilds, even Soul, you could only find it on Disney+. Plus. People are, the streaming platforms are getting creative. Peacock just fully took over The Office, not plugging Mm -hmm. it. I'm just saying that people are getting very strategic with what content they have and it's only exclusively available there. Yeah. Ugh, it's getting like ridiculous. I just noticed actually that Gossip Girl is now off Netflix and on HBO Max. Oh. And Friends is also on HBO Max too, which I didn't realize. And I get that free with like our Xfinity. So that's cool. Okay, um, no, but I was devastated because I I binged Sex in the City every episode, every season last fall oh my god I guess two falls ago whatever a while ago oh my god ew when I first moved to New York basically I finally watched Sex in the City and I love it I had seen some episodes but it was the first time I'd watched it all the way through and it's just such a comfort show for me and it's kind of become like my new friends and yeah. I went to watch it on Amazon Prime last week and it's not on there anymore you have to pay for it well, it's probably just somewhere else I know, but I was just devastated. I'm like, I can't move with, like, without, shouldn't, no, they be like, shouldn't they be like, okay, this girl clearly was obsessed with it. I downloaded so many episodes for plane rides. They should have sent me a courtesy email. Like, hey, it's moving. No, they should have. It's actually really annoying. And they just keep bouncing from one platform to the next. I can't I keep just, up. I can't either. At some point, there's going to be a reckoning. There's going to be a reckoning. I'm predicting it. <laughs> I know you're full of predictions and I'm kind of here for it. Like I believe everything you're saying. I, I fully I support them. But literally to watch The Undoing, I had to use your mom's login and then wait for her to text a code to you. Like the things that we have to do just to watch the shows that we want to watch. I know. Well, at some point you and I should probably just split like whatever streaming service we need, we can split it or something. But everything, I'm pretty sure I have like access to everything. I have a combination of Spotify and Hulu which is $10 a month, which is like a really great deal. I got it at some point. I don't know. And it's pretty iconic, but I don't really use Hulu that much, but Spotify on it on its own is $10 a month. So it just felt like, why would I get rid of that? And then Disney plus is actually connected through my Verizon account because you get the free year when you start, but now we're paying for it because I've had it for a year. And then Netflix we pay for, HBO Max is through Xfinity, Amazon Prime. I can't keep up with all these logins. Most of it is honestly my mom. Thank you, mom, for being an icon and for letting me ride off your coattails because the only one I actually actively pay for is Hulu and something else, but. I don't watch Hulu that much. When you said that, I was like, I agree. But then I thought last or no two weeks ago I actually watched Shrill with A.D. Bryant on Hulu and if anybody is looking just for a nice feel good just you know it's nothing crazy but I really enjoyed it it was just a nice show to watch so if anybody needs just like a chill show not that you have to like aggressively pay attention to or keep up with because I feel like a lot of the shows that we've been watching lately are very intense and it was nice to just have like a chilled normal show it's information overload Mm mm-hmm there's like a problem. So this is not my original thought, but there's a issue that Netflix is having, which is like either unfinished shows that they're just, they're create they're busting out so much content or like bidding on whatever. I don't know how the fuck it works for something to become a Netflix original, but they have so much content, but then it's all happening at once. So then like these stories are being told, but then they're not being fulfilled because they're not getting picked up for another season because people have so many options that they like don't want to choose something if there's something else that everybody's talking about. And then they are just putting, like I said, they're putting too much out there. And it's like, 
I'm getting, I, I, I feel like the quality, I'm sorry. I, I've gone on this rant like seven times. So I'm <laughs> the quality of these streaming shows are just so different than what used to be on TV. Or maybe it just feels different because we have it all at our fingertips. I don't know, but I just feel like no. we have too many options. And I'm really, really feeling like, like Queen's Gambit. I know that is this is a controversial. Don't opinion. bring that up. <laughs> No, I, of all the shows you could have brought up just now, you take that back. Think of another. Fine, 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 fine. Tiger King. Okay, fair. Yeah. Like that only, that only, we've talked about it right when it came out, I think, but that existed in the moment that it lived in. If Tiger King had come out last week or next year, like it would not have gotten the attention that it got. It wasn't that interesting. Okay, but if you think about it, I mean, I agree. I fully agree with you on this. I think that the streaming, the shows that we watch on these streaming platforms are not always the highest quality show. But you know what? You look at a lot of famous people that aren't born into rich families. And honestly, it's time and place, baby. It's the people were at the right place at the right time. And it just so happened to launch their careers. And so, you know, maybe it's the same with shows. Like they just premiered at the right time, right platform. Okay, but but uh, the point that I'm saying is that these no 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 hear me out are these stories good like that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of like was Queen's Gambit a good story yes what about it was a good story and and that's not a rhetorical question like I I didn't get it and I'm not saying that I'm superior I want to know like what was I missing it was so unique you got to watch this little orphan kid grow up in this school that I had never like heard of before or like I'd never seen a story like that before and then she learns chess and then she gets to go to all these chess tournaments all over the world I didn't know those existed I don't know I just thought it was such a cool when else have you heard of a story of an orphan kid learning chess and going on to become one of the best in the world where has that story been done before I mean I'm just that that didn't like convince me to watch the show cool she learned how to play chess I also watched the show and I was bored. I was like, where is this going? Like there was nothing. And maybe, maybe it's like a personal thing. Cause I know that I do best with shows that. Cause like, me. we're not getting rich off chess tournaments. No, I'm just saying like, okay. Like one of my favorite shows in the entire world is Gossip Girl. Yeah. And that's because almost every episode ended in a cliffhanger that made you want to watch the second episode. So maybe it's just like, I'm just trying to understand like for all of these shows, like what is it that's keeping you keeping you watching you're definitely a cliffhanger gal I definitely am but I just I don't understand like when you say that Queen's Gambit was so good I'm just like I want to know what was so good we all literally put together a powerpoint for you I'm not trying to challenge your opinion I'm trying to understand your opinion I'm not trying to get you to change your mind I'm trying because you won't yeah and I don't care to like that's (laughs) a problem okay I'm just I want to know and there are other shows I feel that way too but we'll leave it at that we should honestly, did we ever ask people whether or not they liked Queen's Gambit? Well, the the poll between Queen's Gambit and Tiger King was actually like very 50-50, but I feel like a lot of people voted for Queen's Gambit because they just liked the show better, but then a lot of people voted for Tiger King because they were like, yeah, Tiger King had like a great year because of 2020. You know what I mean? I'm going to start polling some people because I would be, I would be curious to find out, but no, I, I will come up with a 30 second oh my god i know we don't have any we don't have any tiktok trends that we wanted to discuss today in a really speedy fashion because we had a great time with that last time we don't want to do that today just because like 
there's just the content isn't there and we don't want to force it. But how about next week, one of my quick little 30 second time pitches will be on why I think Queen's Gambit deserves or why I just enjoyed it. I won't try to persuade you, but I'll just explain what I specifically enjoyed about the show. Okay. And I'll give a 30 minute spiel on why I feel 30 minutes. I mean, 30 second. I've already gone on a 30 minute spiel about it. (laughs) A 30 second spiel about why I feel that Netflix is taking advantage of the attention spans of bored people in quarantine and capitalizing off of our ability to be interested in basically anything, despite giving us no reason to want to watch the next episode or watch a series till the very end. We've got ourselves a deal. And I mostly just have a hot take. Like, I might just be like, broken like there's a chance that i I fully agree with you the whole netflix (laughs) thing i'm just saying that queen's gambit i felt deserved the hype whereas tiger king didn't so i i agree with you that netflix does do that but i think some shows are actually worth the hype and some aren't did anything plot wise happen in the queen's gambit after like the fourth episode yeah what the mom dot oh my god sorry if you haven't seen it (laughs) sorry oh my god spoiler the mom dies she lives in the house she becomes an alcoholic she her relationship the the girl becomes an alcoholic Mm -hmm. okay oh did you not finish it no i stopped watching after the fifth episode oh oh my god yeah she becomes an alcoholic and like a bit of a druggie and then her relationships her relationships change with all the guys that she played with does she win all of the chess? <laughs> does she <laughs> check all the mates? I don't want to How does it end? Dude, you already did. Just oh. tell me how it ends. Yeah, she, she does win. Okay, what? What does she win? Because that was a joke, what I said. She wins the final match with a chess move known as the Queen's Gambit. Okay, and is there, like, going to be another season? And, like, what's the season going to be? Like, did they give you any reason to watch the next season if there is going to be one? I highly doubt that there will be another season. And it's really cute because in the very ending, she's walking around Russia and there's a bunch of, like, really – and they, they show this earlier in the episode, too. There's a bunch of old people because the Russians love chess. And there's a bunch of old people in this park playing chess. There's, like, a bunch of tables set up in a line – And at the very end of the episode, she gets out of a car and walks up to them and starts playing them. And it's really cute. Okay. And what did you learn from the show? I learned chess. (laughs) No, I just, I learned, first of all, I learned about how what what the drug dependency okay that kids would get when they used to be fed those pills and then i learned just the magic of teaching a child something new and the impact that it can have on their life Mm, okay cool yeah well i did not mean to go on the tangent that we just went on but i'm glad we did and we will be discussing look forward to those 30 second tangents next week maybe we should 30 second tangents bachelor so that we don't have to fuck and talk about it it for so long i know watch tomorrow night's episode just be the greatest of all time and we'll have to hop on here earlier than monday next week i'm sure it'll be so boring honestly the first episodes are never good and are they gonna be at the leaking tattoo like god i hope not please god please be any be at the best western for all i care but i would take a super eight motel 100 percent. that might be funky might be interesting i know kind of quirky kind of cool kind of quirky 
All right, everybody. Well, we missed you all and we are so excited to be back for 2021. We have a lot of big things planned and a lot of goals to achieve and we can't wait for everybody who has been listening with us this early on or since the beginning to be with us through this journey. So thank you so much for listening today. We will see you next week and we hope this episode helps all of your Monday scaries as we journey on this first work week of 2021 together. I know. I'll pray for you all and you pray for me. We're going to need it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.